This show is usually in English, and I used to work in another radio station in Houston or volunteer there, and we had a Spanish、uh, news show. So, we're going to try an experiment. We're going to do something that we've never done before on the show, and, and we're going to do in Spanish. So,、uh, not, not to be repetitive, but I want people to hear、uh, how, how lovely Colombians sound in their actual language. We, we joke among、um, you know, Mexicans when we meet people from El Salvador, Colombia, or、uh, other countries that, that they have this very sweet uh, nature uh, way of talking to people. Like, And welcoming with the way they talk. So, I really want people to, to experience that as we, we do the interview also in Spanish. So, help me. I'm going to try to translate your bio. I found your bio on the Gaia Network、uh, website. And、uh, maybe you can do a better job than me saying it in Spanish. But、um, here we go. Bienvenidos a la segunda parte de El Místico y Escéptico. Y estamos hoy、uh, hablando con、uh, Margarita Setelios, que. Nos va a estar informando acerca de, de la organización que ya es parte, que se llama ecovillage.org, que es,、uh, es como el lugar donde gente puede conectar con la red de comunidades ecológicas. Ahorita es una bióloga de Colombia que、uh, maestría en conservación y desarrollo de áreas rurales. Y su experiencia incluye diseño, administración e implementación. De proyectos de sustainability, conservación de comunidades, estrategias,、uh, ayudas con educación y comunicar información acerca de, de medio ambiente. La organización que tienes en Colombia se llama CASA. Es el Consejo de Asentamientos、eh, Sustentables de América Latina. La, la organización, como tal, es una red de comunidades, ¿no?、Eh, se crea por las personas que viven en las comunidades, como tal. Y a partir de allí, también de, desde la experiencia,、eh, se busca motivar tanto a comunidades como a personas a, a repensar sus estilos de vida y a, y a inspirarlos para tener、eh, sociedades e iniciativas que sean más sostenibles. En nuestro show, hemos hecho una serie sobre ecovillages, permaculture, green living aquí en los US. Y queremos saber más sobre lo que está pasando en el mundo. A veces nos quedamos un poco descuidados de. We don't see much happening. I guess you have to be involved in the eco village movement to, to see the fruits of you guys' labor. So,、uh, tell us a little bit about your background.、Um, what interested you in, in this type of work? And、uh, from, from what I've gathered, you seem to be very international in your,、um, in your heritage. Can you tell us a little bit about、um, if you're a native Colombian or did you、uh, go to Colombia to be involved with this?、Uh, What's your, your history or your past like? Well, yes, I was born in Colombia. I was born in Bogota. But then I started studying biology. And、um, when I was studying biology, we need to do several field trips to different parts of, of the country now. And that is where you get involved with, with a lot of the challenges that the communities had. Um, in, in all the dimensions of what we、um, call sustainability, you know, cultural, social, economic, environmental. So, and, and at, what, when, at one point,、uh, something very、uh, deep happened, and was that a group of、um, my friends were kidnapped when they were doing a field trip. And、um, so it, that was very, very strong for me. And、um, 
I was very focused on environmental education, in fact, when, when I was in the first years of, of biology. And then when they came back from, the, from that very strong experience of being kidnapped, uh, telling us all the, the um, stories about how people is living very deep in, in rural areas, we decided to go more in, in research of what, what would be the possibilities you now for communities to live um, in the countryside, in the rural areas with more opportunities um, and in, in, uh, yeah, in good conditions, you now increasing the quality of life and also what we call here when we live, no? So that was part of the of the beginning of the of the interest, uh, and then really to to be involved uh, after Germany to know about all of these processes. In in that year, uh, the Global Activation Network was able to have a, a big uh, support from the German Foreign Ministry. So to this uh, EDE, that is the Eco Village Design Education Program. Um, they were able to bring people from Africa, from India, from uh, well different parts of the world that were leaders in their communities. And without these um, scholarships, they wouldn't be able to to get together and share that experience. So for me, it was a great opportunity to know more about uh, these communities all around the world. We have people coming from South Africa, from Kenya, from uh, Zimbabwe, from Orissa. Um, and in fact, that was one of the um, places where Gen Africa also started. So it has been really a, a flowing process for me. You know? um, I would say that great spirit has, has guided me in, into this uh, journey. I never imagined also to, to be able to share uh, all of those experiences around the world. And in fact, actually... I'm living in a, in a very uh, rural area. It's a, an Afro-Colombian community in, in an island that is part of the um, Coral Reef uh, Park. So I decided to, to set up in a rural environment and from the rural environment being able to connect with all of these experiences around the world, helping to develop projects, uh, but really living um, and showing with my example uh, how we can live in, in the countryside in a very simple way, but also be connected with all of these experiences. Háblanos un poquito, lo dijiste en inglés, pero me gustaría tener la versión en español de cómo te involucraste con, con la red de Ecoaldeas. Y bueno, yo me, me involucro con la red de Ecoaldeas desde hace varios años. Comienzo, yo nací en Colombia eh, y comenzamos a articularnos con varias eh, iniciativas en Colombia que estaban proponiendo eh, la implementación de la permacultura, de las tecnologías alternativas, de eh, los pueblos en transición, las ecualdeas y justamente eh, desde México vino una de las grandes inspiraciones eh, allí hay una ecualdea que se llama Huevo el Coyotl y varios de sus integrantes hicieron un proyecto que se llamó La Caravana Arcoiris por la Paz, que viajó por varios lugares de, de Latinoamérica, uno de ellos Colombia, contando el cuento de las ecualdeas, compartiendo muchas herramientas. Entonces coincide eso con, con 
una situación muy fuerte que vivimos eh, aquí en, en Colombia y que me tocó a mí particularmente cuando secuestran a un grupo de mis compañeros de biología y hasta el momento pues yo trabajaba mucho con, con procesos de educación ambiental y conservación, pero después de este secuestro eh, comenzamos a sentir la necesidad de trabajar fuertemente en el área social y de cómo nos pensamos el desarrollo de las, de las comunidades, ¿no? Entonces se conjugan varios elementos allí para que desde hace unos 20 años con un grupo de compañeros, de amigos y de comunidades comenzáramos a, a trabajar más fuertemente este tema de las ecualdeas. Eh, y en el 2011, con una beca del, del gobierno alemán, voy me voy a Alemania a estudiar diseño de ecualdeas en la ecualdea de Steven Linden y ese año van varias personas eh, becadas de, de varios eh, países del sur que tenían iniciativas también muy acordes con las ecualdeas, muchas personas africanas de la India y de, de otros lugares de Oceanía. Entonces fue un, un momento muy, muy significativo ver que tanta gente en el mundo está haciendo cosas por el estilo, pero que necesitamos, necesitamos ya como de los espacios para encontrarnos y, y escucharnos y apoyarnos. Entonces, desde ahí comienzo a trabajar más con la red global de Cualdeas. Y cuando vuelvo a Colombia, entonces eh, en algún momento ya eh, hago la representación de la red latinoamericana de Cualdeas, que como veíamos se llama Casa, que surge como tal, como, como organización, eh, surge en el 2012 paralelamente a la, a la red africana. Eh, la red latinoamericana antes estaba unida con la norteamericana y África con Europa. En el 2012 ya están suficientemente fuertes para, para mostrarse o como para trabajar como, como redes eh, independientes pero articuladas. Eh, allí comienzo entonces a ser parte del, de la junta directiva de la red global eh, y después apoyando el desarrollo de proyectos porque vemos que, que muchas comunidades tienen necesidades eh, y que como red podemos comenzar a juntos apoyar esos procesos. Here on the show, we try to be as realistic as possible about the, um, the efforts that people have on trying to um, to pursue a more green life. And one thing that I hear from Americans that go to other parts of the world is um, is how everything is so much better somewhere else. Like if they go to Costa Rica or Panama or place like that, they, they always come back and they say that it's so amazing. Uh, how is the, the political climate and the, the safety for locals as well as for international people who want to be involved in these type of eco-villages? Well, specifically in Colombia, um, now the environment is, is much better where you know that we just signed a peace agreement and now we are in the process of implementing disagreement. In fact, for the eco-village movement here, it looks like there is a big opportunity to start to contribute in, in this process. We have some calls of different um, organizations saying, well, we have a, a processes of uh, people coming back to their land. We have processes of uh, uh, people who um, used to be in the guerrillas coming back to the civil society life and we would like to include some of the eco-village approaches. So uh, in terms of security, is is much better 
and also in terms of what we can contribute with what we have done in, in different communities, not just in Colombia, but all around the world. We have cases of people from eco-villages in Portugal, uh, as, as Samera, uh, helping communities here in Colombia, San Jose de Apartado, uh, with, with the whole process of making international the situation there, no? So it's, it's a lot of what we, we can be uh, doing in terms of a global family. And in terms of also comparing to, to different countries or more tropical countries sometimes you know, that are so beautiful, the work that we have done with elders, uh, especially from indigenous communities here in Colombia, um, it's a, it's a um, very clear call for all of us to, to, in each place where we are, to remember the connection that we have to the land. Now, it doesn't matter if you are in in United States or in Mexico or in Colombia. Really, uh, in, in every place there is water, there is soil, there, is, there are mountains. Um, so that is where, where the deep connection can, can be, you know. And... Um, so that for us, and for me especially, has been a very, very beautiful journey to start connecting more with the elders um, and hear what they we, they have to say and also feel that these type of things. I'm, I'm also giving some lectures in different parts of the world using online tools, these uh, virtual courses, and... Um, and it's great that, that we can just share the technology, but for us to be in each place where we are and be able to, to feel the connection now and feel that we are not alone, that a lot of people is doing great things all around the world. So, yes, that, that would be part of, of, a, of an important message that the, the communities from these latitudes um, are sharing with us as a, as a, as a network of eco-villages. And we are incorporating in eco-villages not just um, intentional communities of people that want to live together and try uh, something more conscious or with more equilibrium between society and nature, uh, but we are incorporating traditional communities, um, well, permaculture centers, as, as many um, other initiatives that are resonating with, with what we are doing now. Estoy un, uh, un poco uh, sorprendido por lo que le sucedió a tus compañeros, el secuestro. Um, quisiera, si te sientes confortable, si nos puedes uh, decir un poquito más. Y, y creo que en la versión en inglés dijiste que, que ellos aprendieron algo mientras estuvieron secuestrados de cómo viven las comunidades. Um. Fue un encuentro con, con una gran cantidad de necesidades ¿no? que, que tenían estas comunidades. Eh, y como, como sociedad, como Colombia, como sociedad, ¿qué, ¿qué es lo que estamos estimulando y qué es lo que estamos proponiendo también para nuestras comunidades rurales? ¿no? Entonces, eh, ese fue un, como un llamado a decir, bueno, eh, la conservación no solamente eh, estamos hablando de, de un tema de, de ecosistemas y especies, sino estamos hablando de gente y gente que queremos que tenga buena calidad de vida. Entonces, allí comienza a generarse esa esa reflexión más fuertemente y es cuando además del tema de la conservación biológica se genera una como una investigación nuestra alrededor del tema de cómo se pueden generar sociedades más sostenibles ¿no? y ahí es que nos encontramos con, 
con las propuestas de ecualdeas, el diseño permacultural, los pueblos en transición, muchas ecualdeas urbanas también en varios lugares del mundo se autodenominaban ecualdeas urbanas, ahora pueden ser ecobarrios en Colombia, es parte de allí también ese interés por investigar más por la parte social. Well, that's the next question. Um, we live in the city. We used to live in an intentional community in Tennessee, and we realized that um, I guess we weren't ready for that type of lifestyle, and we needed a lot of resources to raise our children. Can someone uh, live that type of um, conscious, like you say, uh, lifestyle in the city, and can people be like advocates for more healthy, more environmentally uh, aware um, way of living, or is it you have to sell everything and go move into the forest? I don't know if, if I have a, an exact answer to that question, but I, I feel, I really feel that the cities can uh, redefine the way they, they work, you know? There are some examples showing how, how systems can be more efficient and more intelligent. Um, so, well, for example, transition towns have lots of, of uh, tools to share in that case, uh, how you can create um, processes in your street or in your neighbor. Um, one example is to decentralize the, the energy uh, source. No, even uh, with, for example, solar panels, you can start selling to the to the general grid some um, electricity. No, so I think in the cities there is a lot of what can uh, what can be done. No, um, urban agriculture is another very good example how we start uh, depending on bringing food but creating also. Uh, places to food production, and that also needs to be linked with reduction of CO2 uh, and create systems where the water that we use in the city, uh, after um, passing through the systems, is clean again. So I would say that there is a lot of, of ways that the human intelligence um, can create sustainable options in the city. No, uh, but it's a big challenge because there is a lot of interest, but um, you will have the same in the rural areas as well. No, so it's, it's a different setup of, of resources that you will find in the city than the ones you will find in rural areas. And in permaculture, we say that you need to work with the resources you have. So it's a matter of, of uh, identifying what are those resources um, in the place where you are. So how is the your relationship with the government of Colombia? Are they uh, helpful or at least not getting in the way of, of you guys pursuing eco-villages and intentional communities? Or do they make it difficult and they try to... I, I know that in, in Latin America there's issues with indigenous communities being overrun by cities and being mistreated as, as backwards or, you know, kind of not getting with progress. Is that the way that they, they view um, these type of, uh, of projects or are they supportive of trying new ways of getting people to work together for the better of the environment? Well, in relation to the government, 
mm, you could you can look at it in different uh, scales. You know, there are some uh, places in Colombia when there is support, there is some sensibility or consciousness on on some of the uh, mayors, for example. No, um, but we haven't gone really into public policy so far in Colombia as we have done in in other places. Uh, as, um, as in Senegal, for example, when when the the government uh, create a, a a ministry for eco villages, you know that they after a couple of years they turn it into a mixed agency. Um, in Colombia, we aren't in that um, stage uh, so far. But what and it, it depends now of the region. In some regions, there is a lot of work with uh, traditional communities, and part of it um, is showing how you articulate the efforts of taking care of the environment. So some people that belong to the network are supporting um, processes where the communities are saying to the government, we don't want big uh, or mega projects, we don't want mining, we are defending the quality of the soil, the quality of the water, um, and in some cases, they have had good support from the local authorities. No, um, we in in this moment, I will say, and also Colombia was one of the countries that advocate and uh, was one leader of the sustainable development goals. No. <clears throat> and some of the sustainable development goals are very aligned uh, w with what we c can offer as eco-villages. We are in gen making um, a process of aligning or trying to see um, how we articulate our indicators of sustainability and um, the sustainable development goals. No? So that's a big opportunity for us. Um, and in Colombia, we are starting, as, as I was saying, to, to have that connection uh, with the government. So I think in general, we haven't had uh, these situations of the government being against a process, but um, also we, we haven't had uh, support of the government to develop uh, eco-villages as, as we are proposing in the, global, in the um, uh, Colombia network. Tell us more about ecovillage.org. Is that like a, like a um, foundational organization where people can go and learn about different um, communities and groups, or is it um, or is that the is that how does it work? Like, what does ecovillage.org provide for the community? Well, um. Uh, the Global Eco Village Network of Gen, so it will be Gen. That uh, Village that org was uh, created as an organization, as a network itself in um, 1995 in uh, Scotland, if I'm not wrong, in Finhorn, and it was um, the first time where people from intentional communities, mainly, but other proposals got together and said, well, we need to um, find ways of get, getting together to meet each other, to know more about what's going on in the whole world. Um, so from there, um, 
some regional networks were um, created. Um, and from that moment, a lot of processes have emerged, you know, a big process in education, so the creation of the, um, the um, education for um, the design of uh, eco-villages that then um, was developed by Gaia Education, which was uh, like a sister organization of, uh, of GEN uh, that emerged like 10 years later. And then recently, the recent years, um, a lot of things start happening um, with Kosho Joubert also as, as a leader of a process and being able to do a lot of advocacy, um, for example, with the foreign, uh, German Foreign Ministry and other supporters that help also to bring more the voice of the South, not the voice of um, especially Africa. Um, and in parallel, here in Latin America, there was a lot of uh, interest in, in developing something that was, um, because we were part of the, um, of the North American uh, network. At the beginning, it was Americas, the whole Americas, but a lot of the things happened in English, and a lot of the communities in the South, they speak Spanish or Portuguese. So um, also there was a need of creating uh, a new network that could uh, speak in Spanish and Portuguese that uh, was articulated with the North American network but was also independent to, to some extent. So, um, um, and also in Africa, as I was mentioning, emerged in 2012. So a lot of movement has happened in the last, I would say, like seven years. Um, and actually, um, I don't remember, maybe it was like three years ago or so, um, the Global Ecovillage Network itself was constituted as a legal entity in Scotland. And before, we were working with the Gen Europe uh, legal entity that was in Germany. Um, so there is an evolution you know, of, of the process, and also two parallel processes. One is the network itself. Um, with the representatives, so each each region has two representatives, of, as I mentioned before, that are the board of GEN. The assembly is constituted by nine representatives of each region, and also next GEN, which is the, the young people, uh, also have their representatives. And then you have all the organization uh, development that has come in the recent years because of the complexity a group, no? New projects, um, yeah, several things happening in order to scale the process and, and reach to more people and tell the story. Are you hopeful about where the world is heading regarding uh, environmentalism and, you know, sustainability, or are you depressed like a lot of us here in America with uh, the leadership we have and the poor decisions they keep on making. Um, give us uh, some hope um, so, so we can keep going. No, definitely, no, definitely. And, and again, no, talking with the elders and everything, it's just like we are, um, when you look at the whole universe and the, and, and the world, it will continue. It will continue. The thing is, if we... Um, we take responsibility of our acts. No, it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter. 
the, the, the president that we have is that if you are coherent and you are able to also connect with people that are doing um, beautiful things, meaningful things, things that create life, that is um, that gives how we say it, it's like a resonance, it's a vibration. There is a very interesting uh, um, economist from Chile. It's called Manfred Baxniff, and he says that it's very difficult to make an elephant move with another elephant. No, it's like unsustainability or um, irresponsibility or stupidity. Uh, If we want to fight against that with a very strong force, um, it wouldn't work. He says that in order to move an elephant, um, you need to have a lot of mosquitoes working um, uh, as a team, you know? And, and I feel somehow that is, that's, that's how we are working, you know? We are local um, experiences. Uh, we are local initiatives doing very, very good things. Uh, but we need to... Um, to know the stories, and as you said, that motivates, mo- motivates, um, and that gives, gives hope and gives alternatives. And that's one of the things that we are working more now, to tell the story, to to reach more people, and people can get um, sign in the Global Eco Village Network, receive a news uh, letter, um, become part of um, what we call an ambassadors program. So there is now a lot of, um, uh, how you call that, like plug-in plug uh, opportunities for people who want to be in contact with these um, processes or want to, to have a, an experience in, this, um, in the network. No? So definitely I, I, I have hope.